I'm in so much pain. Over the last hour, terrible things have been happening to my sports fandom. All over, actually. Um, like this, though. Can you hear me? You yeah. like this. <laughs> okay. You can barely hear me. Yeah. Rays just scored. Oh! Yeah, they just knocked in uh, one run. Oh! Yeah. We're back! Rays and the Orioles opening day for the two squads. Rays mentioned it on the program just at the end there. Uh, on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Uh, tied with the Orioles, only lost to the Orioles one time last year in 19 games. And we're tied one to one in the eighth. But it uh, looks like we got a sack fly. Like, yes, I'm happy because it's the bottom of the eighth. You close it out, it's over. Great. Had the bases loaded with nobody out and you scored one run. You had a guy thrown out at the plate. Sack fly from Mejia. You know, need some base knocks. Josh Lowe coming to the plate here. So uh, that's – I'm still a little sad, but I'm glad to hear it. Um, anyway, other things that made me sad we'll tell you about here in a second. But this is Action Sports Jack's Overtime on ESPN 690. Brian Middleton rocking with you as well as Casey Kurtz. On a Friday, no feet in the parking lot just yet for us. Um, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Baseball coming up. After us at 6.50, Shrimp got their first win of the season yesterday. A lot of runs scored, so uh, looking to even the series up on a Friday over at the ballpark. So we'll talk about that as we go along. Brian Middleton, big show today on Action Sports Jacks. Dana White, you ever heard of him? I heard. Joined the program. Uh, yesterday, me and Austin talked with Alexander Volkanowski. Uh, the main eventer of UFC this weekend in Jacksonville is going to be nuts. Had a lot of UFC talk on the program. Uh, you're going to want to go back and get that information. So it's going to be on the podcast. It's not up yet. I was busy today. I usually update the podcast as we go along during the show. Not today. Uh, not going to lie. They told me I could ask Dana White a couple questions, so I was kind of panicking for most of the day. Yeah, boy. Not that I didn't have questions ready. Like, I had the two questions I asked him, like, I really wanted to ask him. Mm-hmm. I just... I wasn't, like, nervous, but, like, I was... Sounds like you were nervous, and that's okay. Like, nervous isn't the right word. I just didn't want something to go wrong. Like, technically. You were nervous. (laughs) Hey, man, listen. I think that you and Dana White, um, seeing that I've never met him before, I feel like you guys would vibe outside of an interview setting. I think so, You guys strike me as the same kind of mentality, no nonsense. I agree. We could be friends, me and Dana, you know? Uh, maybe we'll, to the point. we'll try to work that out uh, tomorrow. Me, Brent Austin, potentially will be down there. A uh, little conflict uh, just as the program was ending. Uh, no one's actually sure if we can still pick up our media credentials. Um, What's the thinking behind that? Because yesterday was just about whether or not you guys can park. And now yeah. I come in here and you're like, you know what? I don't know if we can go. Well, yeah. So media. So there was um, some media availability on Tuesday and Wednesday with the uh, the fighters in the uh, event. All Everybody was pretty much available. That's how we got to talk to Alexander. Uh, we had him call in. We were here. We didn't actually go down to uh, where that information was taking place. Can't give away too much. But um, so if we would have went and done that, like we would have picked up our credentials then, you know. So we had planned to go. But then things like plans changed, and we did not go. So nobody has our credentials yet. So we just kind of assumed that, like, oh, we could still pick them up at the venue, like, the day of. But nobody, like, really checked to make sure that's the case. So then we got Austin Lane in a bit of a panic. 
Uh, I'm, I'm a little panicked as well. Brent Martineau, Calm Cool Collective, is more concerned about Ty playing baseball tonight, which he should be. Good father. Um, but so that's Brent's number one concern. Uh, he'll cross the credential bridge when we get to it. Me and Austin really don't have a lot to look forward to until that point. Um, you know, we both have very good lives. Austin has a lot to look forward to. Uh, but he really wants to go to this this event. I do too. So we're just hoping that, uh, you know, we can pick him up. And then we'll cross the next bridge, which was the parking, like you mentioned. So uh, parking on the back burner, actually getting into Vistar Veteran, Veterans Memorial Arena. There we go. Uh, tomorrow night around 7 p.m. is the goal. So we'll keep you updated. If you see the Twitter posts, the Facebook posts, the Instagram posts, that means we got in. If there's no posts, if the only post is like outside of the arena, that means we didn't get in. So that's how you're going to be able to follow that information. Uh, obviously, all the places ESPN 690. Is there a scenario? Probably. Okay. What's, what's Finish the sentence. Is there a scenario where you can see, uh, you know, Brent making sure that he's getting his insider information with his uh, media credentials and, and Austin's in, uh, chumming it up, you know, making yeah, sure oh. he get in. And then, you know, Casey. Yeah. Um, you know, you with the rest, rest of us out here. Is there a scenario where that happens, where the brotherhood, where the bond is broken? Yeah, there's always a scenario for that to happen. Uh, listen, I, I, you know, those are the fellas. You know what I'm saying? We're a team. We're a unit here on ESPN 690. We move as a team. But what I would give it like, I would not be surprised at all, one. I don't think it's likely. But there, if they hit me with like the, hey, you know, it's not, not meant to be, I'd be like, you know what? I watched on TV. Would I be disappointed? Yes. Would I cry in the car on the way home? Most likely. Would I drive over under the speed limit? Probably under. Pretty slow. I'd be sad. I want to play that out. I'd listen to Drake. You know, a little Marvin's room. A little shot for me. I'd be disappointed. Maybe some Adele? Oh, yeah. Then i go to the Adele for sure. You know, so that's kind of what my Saturday night's looking like um, in terms of the emotion that I could have. So, uh, But what that started with is go back, listen to the interview with Dana White as well as Alexander Volkanowski. Uh, they'll be on our YouTube page, ESPN 690JX. Search it. It'll be on the podcast as well. What's going on with the Rays? Uh, right now, they're talking about pitching probables. Oh. They don't have a score up right now, so yeah, okay. they're still up 2-1, still the bottom of the eighth. Bases loaded. What we got at the dish? Uh, looks at Phillips. Okay. So yeah, Fry's pitching our- for the Orioles, and Phillips is uh, o- uh, 0-1. Yeah, 0-1. All right, great. Uh, that's a good, good update right there. From Brian Middleton. So, the other thing that's making me sad, and we talked about it a little bit at the end of the show, we got soccer talk, Brian Middleton. Are you excited? We do not care. Yeah, I, I knew. So, here's the thing. I set you up for that without you knowing that I set you up for that because no. I knew that's what you were going to play. It took me a second, right? Yeah. See, I was a little bit slow. And then I was like, oh, this is probably what he wanted me to do. So, yeah, I was yeah. still behind. So, you know, way to be forward thinking, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's I okay. got to get better. This is, yeah, you do. This is what's good. This is going to make you feel bad now because it's unfortunate to report in that uh, United States men's national team star as well as. A uh, young player appears has a major injury in his leg. Uh, he left the pitch 77 seconds into his club game today in Germany. Uh, he was crying when he left the field. Uh, if you watch the injury back, it is a non-contact injury in which happened in his calf. There is reason to believe he could have potentially tore his ACL, which then would have him out for the United States in the World Cup. So, uh, what is the deal the past two days, man? Uh, you had your guy on the Pirates, 
Oh yeah, that's uh, right. The first Key team, Brian Hayes. Yeah. yeah, that is that must be even more demoralizing. I've had a few injuries, you know, playing sports over the years, but it's never been like right at the start of the contest. That yeah. must be so demoralizing. Yeah, it's it's on top of just being, you know, the injuries just hurting. You no, know, you don't know exactly yeah. what's what's hurting one night. Wow. Yeah, it's it's absolutely brutal. Giovanni Reina is the guy that uh, had the injury happen. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's a painful start to the show. I'm not going to lie. The energy is extremely down, even though we had a good show uh, earlier today that you can go back and listen to. But the energy is down. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for his teammates. I feel bad for his United States teammates and the fans as well. But most importantly, feel bad for him. Uh, hopefully it's not as bad as it looked, right? We can hope um, and we can dream because the United States will need him if they want any chance of doing anything. And they said calf. Or ACL. I feel like... Uh, I, what the, Like the back of his leg. Like, he remember... Okay, you okay. Remember when, yeah. okay I got you remember you. when Durant... Remember what happened to Durant and you, like, saw it? Yeah, well, like I know... Pop, the, you know okay. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, Well, I know that... That was Achilles. Achilles, yeah, okay. That's sort of what it looked like. Got you. Um, it didn't look good. So there's going to be some sort of injury there that's going to be pretty serious. We'll have to wait to find out what that is, but... The vibes are down. We're going to have to get the vibes up before 6.50. We do have I said what I said, but I'm not going to lie to you. Most of those are pretty downer ones as well. So I'll maybe try to move some stuff around. But until that time, we are going to get the vibes up on a Friday. Uh, I'm assuming the Rays did not score again, right? Uh, they didn't. They're in break. Yeah. No. That's just horrible. Um, okay, so the Rays will take a one-run lead to the ninth um, against the Orioles. It's extremely underwhelming uh, at best. We'll be right back. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. We'll see what else can happen. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690 on a Friday. Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz. Rocking with you until 6.50, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Baseball. After that, do want to tell you tomorrow, a little programming note for the final time in a long career at the university, or Florida State University, I should say. Um, Gene Deckerhoff will call his final seminal football game tomorrow. That will be the spring game for FSU. He'll be on the call. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't really understand how it's going to work because it's like a scrimmage. Um, but nevertheless, if Gene Deckerhoff is on the call, it will guaranteed be good. So that will be the last call for him. We'll have the game, the call, the whole entire broadcast right here on ESPN 690. I want to tell you that that starts at 4 p.m. The game technically starts at 5. So be here at 4 p.m. to hear the final call from Gene Deckerhoff for Florida State Athletics. He will continue to do the Bucks at least this year. Uh, we don't know more than that, but we do know um, that Gene Deckerhoff will make his final call for Florida State on Saturday. It starts at 4 p.m., so check that out. Here's the deal, Casey. What you got? Number one, great promo as usual. Thank you. Frierson, I know you're not high on him. I know we're not the official station of the Tampa Bay Rays, but he just Could threw a, a curveball to strike out Mateo. Had Mateo leaned back. He didn't even swing. He thought it was coming at him. Mm. Huh? Yeah. Huh? I like that. Caught him lacking. It looks like we got DJ Stewart at the plate now. Jacksonville's own. 
Is that is that what I'm seeing correctly? All right, if he's from Jacksonville, that's Jacksonville, North Carolina. Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. DJ Stewart, that's our guy. Um, DJ, man, appreciate you. Uh, love the fact you're from Jacksonville doing your thing in the major leagues. I'm going to need you to strike out, bro. I'm going to keep it honest with you. If the Rays right defense right there, aren't you? It, no. If the Rays lose the Oriole to the Orioles game one, I'm going to be depressed. Listen, DJ Stewart, get him tomorrow. But tonight, I'm going to need you to not get the Rays. Uh Quick update on the Masters, by the way. Brett Martineau said I'd be bringing those to you, so I might as well do that. Scotty Scheffler is your leader. He's still on the golf course. Uh, he's at six under par. He's three clear of Joaquin Neiman, Shane Lowry, Sung J M, and Char Schwartzel. So that's your Masters update. Dustin Johnson and Eki Matsuyama in the mix. Only 14 players under par as we currently stand, which is crazy. But I know the information you're waiting for. Tiger Woods is T20 right now. Um, so he is one over par. That sees him multiple shots clear of the cut line, playing 17. So barring a disaster, it looks like Tiger Woods will make the cut at Augusta this year. Pretty incredible story right there from Tiger Woods, but we will continue to follow that. We should still be on, potentially. He'll definitely be done with 17. Might be done with 18, so we'll be able to give you the full uh, information on that one if it does indeed come down. So, a lot we're monitoring here uh, on Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. But one thing that I've heard a lot about today, Brian Middleton, and this is your wheelhouse, so I know you're going to give me the straight, honest truth. Who's the MVP of the NBA? Uh, Stewart uh, just uh, uh, just got out. Um, yeah, so right now they're waiting on the top of the ninth. Raise up 2-1, two, two out. Good. Here we go. Uh, MVP of the league. Yep. So uh, it'll bleed into uh, a bit of I said what I said, but okay. uh, I can tell you right now, the MVP of the league won't win it this year. And I, I'm okay with it because of who will win it has a strong enough case. Okay. So a lot of people think narrative-wise that Joel Embiid should win it, has had an outstanding season. Yeah. Uh, Don't. I always chop up his name, but Jokic, Jokic. Nikola Jokic. Yo, let me tell you right now, okay? The numbers that he's putting up, granted Jamal Murray, you know, injury helps that out. But he's taken on that burden, and Denver is a playoff team. Uh, I think that I think the tide is going to go his way. I don't really, like I said, have a problem with that either. I mean, he, he's a bad boy. Uh, respect to you know all the guys out there that look like they may not be athletic, uh, but they're giving you that YMCA old man work, and next thing you know, uh, he busting you up every time down the court. Uh, guys, supremely talented. And I think that he's actually going to win the MVP. I think that his last, I think I pulled it up right here. What's his, his last uh, game? Uh, 35 points, 16 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 steals. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, do you, uh, first player in NBA history to record 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in a season. I can't argue that. That's like when Russell Westbrook first averaged that triple-double that season. It was right. just like, well, you know, okay, I don't care if OKC's a sixth seed or seventh seed, whatever they were that season. Like, what in the world? Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's him. That is your MVP. 
That is the MVP of the league. Uh, when I get into the I said what I said, I'm this much more complimentary. Uh, but Giannis is absolutely the MVP of the league. And uh, it's not nearly as close as I think people uh, think it, it should be. If we're just talking about the true MVP. Now, for years and years, uh there was a guy named um, Mike Jordan. You may have heard of him. I've looked it up on Wikipedia. But apparently he was really good for a lot of the time um, that he spent in the league. And, you know, the YouTube clips uh, confirm that. Uh, Last Dance confirms that. And he missed out on MVPs when clearly a lot of people, let, it, let them tell it right now, say that he was absolutely the best player most of those years during his championship run. Right. He did not win the MVP every year. And I think a, a part of it was Mike Jordan fatigue, Michael Jordan fatigue, right? Yeah. And, and that's a thing. People get fatigued with the greats. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, people got tired of that. You, you think Peyton Manning would have more MVP? How many MVPs does he have? Three, four? Something like that. Yeah. You think you could have a few more. But listen, I think the combination of, one, you have, um, you know, a, a, a guy great like Michael Jordan, or even LeBron James is another example. You start looking at his body of work from about 2009, 2008, even though he was already making all-star teams before, like his second year into the league, uh, he really started taking off to that next stratosphere. And he only has, and I say only, uh, four regular season MVPs. Uh, is that because he wasn't the most valuable player on his squad? I don't think so. I think some of his fatigue, I do think that some of it is you have someone who has an outstanding year, but then we get into the, what's the, what are the details, the nitty gritty of most valuable? Does that mean best player on the best team? Well, no, that's more like the Heisman. Or does that mean that, okay, do you have uh, the ability to carry your team. Well, what's carry your team? Does it matter if you have somebody who is kind of good with you, like your right hand man, like Chris Middleton, or in you know uh, in in Jokic's uh, case, you know he's missing Murray. But it, 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 there's so many different moving parts, um, and I don't know what the exact criteria is for each individual's like true self when they're thinking through on their ballot. So that's why I think the. I think the easiest pick, and I don't have a problem with it, by the way. Like, I don't have a problem with uh, the young man up in Denver getting yeah. that second MVP. Yep. And that's hard to do, by the way. Back to back. Kudos to him. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that Giannis, body of work, he's carried the team just as much. Uh, he's putting up amazing numbers. And I think that he's going to prove it again. Now, something that I think Joker's going to run into, mm -hmm. and then I'll, I'll hand it back over to you. All right. I don't think they're going to win the championship in Denver this year. And he may still get a pass, which is fine. But you start getting a couple of MVPs and you can't even get to a conference finals, let alone a, you can't get them to the finals. We ain't even asking you to win. That's going to deter people from him having these amazing seasons in the future. And people are just going to be like, oh, he's an all-star. Yeah, he's a great. And he may potentially have another MVP-type season or a couple of them. But it may be to his detriment down the line if he can't get that team to the NBA Finals, even though, granted, like I said, he's down one of his main guys. But that's how I think it's going to play out this season. I think Joel Embiid has the narrative, the best narrative, um, as, you know, kind of trying to get his first MVP. And Philly is, you know, good for the most part. And he had to deal with Ben Simmons and all that stuff. And he put the team on his back. He has the best narrative. Joker, I think, has overall probably the best numbers. And you look at all the stats. 
But I think Giannis, for, again, his body of work is just as good as any one of those two guys, and I think he is actually just more valuable. So floor is yours, Casey. Yeah, I'm going to need it. If you're driving around in your car right now and you're trying to digest whatever the heck that was, don't worry. Long ramble. I'm going to get this back on track. Um, I I understand what he said, and I'll, I'll summarize it for you. He's trying to convince you that Giannis Antetokounmpo, who plays with his second best player, Chris Middleton, and third best player on the team, Drew Holiday, plays with him healthy. He's trying to convince you that that's the most valuable player in the league, okay? Stay on the road. Pull back on. It's okay. I will safely guide you home with the information that you're looking for on Action Sports Jacks Overtime on ESPN 690. So, Brian Middleton, I look at the Nuggets roster, right? And I can't tell if these dudes play for the Lakers because they're on league minimum contracts, old as heck, or if they play for the Nuggets. Jeff Green, that boy old, couldn't tell you. If he was on the Lakers, if you asked me if he was on the Lakers, I'd be, yeah, probably. You know, he's old. Austin Rivers, he ain't been relevant in like 30 years. DeMarcus Cousins, not the one that's Jadeon, the dude that's getting haircuts at sidelines of the NBA games, not that dude, the real DeMarcus Cousins. This dude is playing with nobodies. Nobodies. So to your point, Jamal Murray and his second best, third best player on the team, Michael Porter Jr. How many games have they played in this year, Brian Milton? Michael Porter Jr., I didn't think he was going to play this year anyway. Okay. But that's just what he does. That's, well, you know, last year he played 61 times. Yeah, and then keep looking at the rest of his career. 19 points. Yeah, I doubt. He's played 50. In his career, he missed that first season. I'll give you that. He then went 55 and 61 games. Yeah. 19 okay. points a game last year. I tell you what, I'm going to let you keep your point on. Just answer the question. How, oh, many games, question? how many games did those two play, Jamal Murray Michael Porter Jr. combined? Well, Murray, I know. This Zero. Oh, yeah. Yep. So how many did Michael Porter play? How many did Michael Porter play? Nine. So he played nine games this season, Nikola okay. Jokic did, mm-hmm. with good players on the floor with him. His other two best players on the team. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. You following that? Okay. Okay, good. The Nuggets are 48-33, and 6th in the Western Conference, otherwise known as not in the play-in. They lost two of their three best players. This man, Nikola Jokic, is doing everything. 27 points a game, almost 14 rebounds a game, almost 8 points a game, shooting 60%, 33% from three, hits his free throws. This guy is everything to this team. He has them in the playoff run, out of the play-in game, guaranteed playoff team in the Western Conference, and doesn't have his two best players. And you're going to sit there, his two best players besides him, and you're going to sit here and try to convince me that somehow, some way, this dude is not the MVP. That is horrible. Sounds like you didn't hear me at all. That is horrible. I said, as a matter of fact, that he was going to win it. But you don't think he should. I, I wrapped it up with that. But you don't think he should. As a matter of fact, I said I didn't have a problem with it. But you don't think he will. You don't think he should, I mean. So I, I, you I said, I give it to you. I said, I think that the most valuable player, because what you're doing, you're holding. The reason why Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are playing as well as they probably are going to be able to play, number one, is the continuity. And number two, it's because you think that Giannis is not drawing away the attention from all the defenders. You think that Giannis is not the one who is causing this whole ship to go? 
You think that it's Chris Middleton that's allowing Giannis to average all of his points and his rebounds and his stat line? No. You think it's that his second and third best players are the ones that are actually allowing Giannis to play the way that he plays? No, it's the other way around, boo-boo. Listen, if you want to give Joker the I've persevered award, then by all means, I'm with it. If you want to give him the MVP, I'm with it. But listen, we're talking about value. Value? Value to a team? Mm-hmm. If you try to start a team, you starting with Joker? Yes. You starting with Joker over Giannis? Yes. You wildin'. You a wildin'. You a wild boy. At this point, we done moved the conversation to who should get the MVP to who you want to start a team with. But then again, okay, but you, you want to start with Jaw. I remember that argument. You would pick Jaw over Giannis. I'm starting to think you just got something against Giannis. At no. this point, no, it feels like it. No, because to, strong points. to the exact point you just made. He's making those guys better, you're saying, correct? Giannis is making Middleton better because the attention's on Giannis, correct? That's what you're trying to tell me. I agree with you. But what I'm trying to tell you is the same exact thing that this dude, Will Barton, this dude, Jeff Green. No, that's not what you said. Don't change it up. Don't say that they're playing better now. You just called them nobodies. They are nobodies. They are. Don't say he's making them better. He is making them better. Okay. All right. You can't have it both ways, Casey Yes, you can. No, you, you can't. Not for this argument. You definitely can. Okay. Well, hey, listen, I appreciate the points that you brought up, and I think that that's a strong argument. The fact of the matter is that if the Joker, if, if Jokic doesn't get it, I think that it'll go to Embiid because of, again, that narrative, and he has a really good stat line as well this season, um, and he hasn't played with, I guess, arguably his best player. So I don't think it wasn't that Giannis on the team when the team started, but yeah, or when the season started. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that Giannis – is going to win this MVP. But I do think he's the most valuable player. And there's really nothing that you've said has really moved me off of that. It's just made me be like, oh, yeah, you know, Joker is just that good. So, and he should be the MVP. Well, he'll probably win it. Did the Rays win? Uh, I was too busy uh, lamenting with you about yeah, no, how I you know. hate Giannis Antetokounmpo. I didn't say that. I'll probably be, I said what I said. They won. They won. Two to one. They closed it out. I saw they gave up a hit to... Uh, with two outs, so I was concerned. They changed pitchers, and then we got into that. Um, but cool. All right, you know, Rays are one to know. They beat the Orioles. All the concern is over. On the way to 162 and 0. Here we go. We got more to do. Jumbo Shrimp Baseball in 20 minutes. Until then, we'll rock with you. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. Hey. Couple minutes to go as we roll along on a Friday action sports checks overtime on ESPN 690. Good little conversation about the NBA MVP. Doesn't get a lot of love here in Jacksonville, but you know, that was a good conversation. Me and Brian Milton just had to check it out on the podcast. Uh, it'll be our OT. You know, you see what I did there? You know, just I do hour one, hour two, hour three, and then just OT, you know? So, you know what, Casey, something yeah. we should probably do moving forward. Okay. Based off of the break conversation, yeah, was Wayne Gret- uh, Wayne Gretzky yes. was he better at his sport than like Tom Brady or like that's so some good. people MJ or that's or like so people like LeBron good. because you pulling up those stats and me looking at his record, yeah, he's so much better than anybody ever. It looks like yeah. So that's a that's like a world class topic. By the way, I just want to leave that out there. So. And I know we don't have a ton of time to spend on this, but 
I, you know, I like hockey. I watch hockey. I'm a Lightning fan. Um, like the Iceman, you know. Like, I am in on hockey. Like, I'm not a die hard, but I like hockey. I put it above a lot of different sports, okay? So, growing up, my dad told me, you know, Wayne Gretzky is the best hockey player that I ever played. And, you know, it's one of those things, like, you obviously didn't agree with this because I'm sure people probably told you uh, Michael Jordan was the best player to ever play, right? You have those people in sports, like Babe Ruth is another one, okay? So, my dad was like, Wayne Gretzky is the best hockey player to ever play. So, pretty much my whole life, really up until, like, this last commercial break, I was just like, yeah, you know? And you see the, you know, all-time goals, all-time points, you know? Okay, you know, you see, like, oh, okay. 894 goals. That's a lot of goals. The part that I didn't necessarily realize until right now, and I I feel like a better person because of this, and I feel like a bad hockey fan before now, my man scored 92 goals in 80 games in 1981 and 82. 92 goals! Then... In 83-84, he scored 87 in 74 games. He was like, you bums can't stop me. Let me show you again. I, I don't even, I can't even really fathom it. And you can tell the people why it all came about. I was asking you, I saw something in passing about yeah. the guy on the Maple Leafs. Yeah, you and- want to talk about Austin Matthews, which we're absolutely definitely not going to do. Yeah. Um, And we were just, you know, I, I was like, you know, that's definitely not. We weren't sure what record Austin Matthews broke. I was like, you know, it's definitely not the all-time. But then I was like, you know, what is the all-time? And then you found soccer stats, which is cool. Because yeah, Lionel but, Messi. Yeah, Messi threw you off. Leads the... <laughs> which, by the way, 70 goals in a season for Messi is insane. Um, but that's a different thing from a different day. Uh, and then we found 92 and 87. And I still can't wrap my head around that, to be honest with you. So um, if you're listening kind of like I am, the younger generation didn't see Wayne Gretzky play hockey. And you were just grown up told that Wayne Gretzky was the best to ever play? Yeah, I get it now. It checks out. The information checks out. He went on a run, 92 goals, 71, 87, 73, 52. What were you doing, bro? And then 62. Bro, just sweep the leg, man. Right, yeah. kid reference. Just sweep the leg. I mean. Sometimes you, hey, I'm not advocating hurting anybody, but sometimes you got to. Like, and then here's the other thing. He had 120 assists the year he scored 92 goals. <laughs> did they win? They better have won the cup. How much better? They, lo- they did it. They lost in the divisional semis. Wow. Because he had to do everything. He was the joker back in the day. He had to do everything, it sounds like. Yeah. Score, assist other people. 212 points, bro. That's a ton. Sounds like a lot. And they lost. They didn't even w- That's nuts. All right. I don't know how we're going to get – I know where we got to go, but, like, I'm I'm blown away. I guess just cash or, or – uh, I said what I said, right? Yeah, I said what I said. Did you want to start it off? <laughs> uh, sure. So, we found out today Evan Neal in town for a visit with the Jags, a pre-draft visit. Obviously, if you're picking Evan Neal, you'd either be picking him at number one or trading down and somehow getting him. We heard yesterday from Ian Rappaport, if we believe him, Feel like we probably should. Ain't nobody calling. Doug Peterson's phone is dry. Dry. Very dry. Okay? So nobody's calling for that pick. So Evan Neal is here now. Are they doing their due diligence? Due diligence. You know, that word. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, Yes, probably. They're probably making sure they got all the information out there. They talked to Aiden Hutchinson. He was here. We know this. Walker here as well. Here's here's my thing, Brian Middleton. Where is... Kavon Thibodeau. Hmm. Can we just talk to him? 
Can we please just have a conversation with him? Are we 100% sure this is not the first pick? Apparently we are. If you are in the Jags building, this might be the guy. This might be the best player in the draft. And six months ago, that wasn't even an argument. He was the best player in the draft. So now we can't even talk to him. Listen, I understand the flights from Oregon are far away. I'm sure he's willing to connect in Atlanta, Charlotte, somewhere similar, maybe even Dallas. Definitely not Houston. Definitely not. But nonetheless, uh, can we at least please get Thibodeau in for a visit and just pick his brain, see what he has to say, Brian Middleton? I said what I said. Impassioned plea. I'm just to asking. Mr. Khan. You know, I'm just asking. In his mustache. All right. Casey Kurtz, just an FYI, this is an absolute spot right here, so don't interrupt me, please. Okay. Just trying to let you know, okay? I'm working something here, okay? Okay. But Ross is the single most effective store in the Continental 48 over the past 50 years. I'm not playing with y'all about this. Name brand clothes, size 17 shoes, ties, appliances, hangers, electronics, candy. Casey Kurtz has it all. Not Marshalls, not TJ Maxx, not Burlington. I'm telling you, if you're really trying to dress for less, scoot in the Ross like myself. Tell them I sent you. And, Ross, we need our check here at Action Sports Jacks OT. We need our sponsorship, direct deposit right now. Casey Kurtz. I said what I said. So I have a good story about Ross. We don't have time to tell it, but I'm going to anyway. Um, I went to Ross one time and bought, like, size 18 shoes, like you were just mentioning, (laughs) and they were bright yellow. So my friends called them the banana boots. Uh Uh-huh. And I used to wear them to school and stuff. It was horrible. Casey, what size shoe do you wear? Uh, 15. <laughs> so, 14 or 15. So, yeah, they're pretty big. Um, but, so, yeah, that's a good one. It's a good take. Uh, I got one for you. It's about the Masters. Okay. And it's about one fellow, Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau will once again miss the cut at Augusta National after being 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 11, 12 over par. However, it's ironic that in 2020, Bryson DeChambeau said, he thinks Augusta National should be a par 67 because he can reach all the par fives in two. No problem. Well, folks, I will tell you this. If Augusta National did change, he'd be three or four more over par. (laughs) So, Bryson DeChambeau, you obviously don't know how to play at Augusta National. Everybody's sick of the antics. Have fun on your jet, which is a flex. I'll give it to you. Have fun on your jet on the way back to Texas. I don't remember if it's Austin, Dallas, or Houston, but it's probably Houston knowing you. Take your sorry self out of Augusta. Don't come back and keep playing the events that nobody cares about, Brian Middleton. I said what I said. Yo, chill. See ya. What, what did DeChambeau do to you? See ya. Bill Belichick your yeah. ass out of the stadium because he's sorry <laughs> as hell. That's what it sounds like you Ryan wanted Clark. to say. Goodness gracious. Do I have time? Yeah, okay, baby. Let me Hit let me rush real quick. Casey, when it's all said and done, barring catastrophic injury, Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be a top five player of all time. I know you don't want to hear that from me, but you're going to get this medicine today, people. Listen, multiple-time MVP, multiple-time All-NBA first team, multiple-time All-Star, defensive players of the year, all-defensive team, NBA champion, and the list continues as he builds his resume. Also winning the championship and potentially championships the way that he has in a small market being the man. Listen, shout out to Austin Lane and David Sweats. Y'all got one right here. David Sweats, the boy. I know. I think Giannis will have a shot if he remains on this trajectory, Casey, to be top three all time. Still a lot of time to go. But that being said, Casey Kurtz, 
David Sweats, what's up with you, bro? At some point, we're coming over to Top Golf. We're definitely going to do that at some point. We've got to hit this final break, but I do want to let you know, Brian Middleton, your pick to win the Masters, Siwoo Kim, <laughs> inside the cut line. He will yeah. make the cut. Tiger Woods currently playing 17 and is in a good position to make the cut. Can't remember who I picked. I picked John Rahm also making the cut, but just want to remind you, Bryson DeChambeau, 82nd place. Man's on the way back to Texas. We'll be right back. <laughs> Action Sports Jeff. <laughs> Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.